at now. Well, good morning, King's Church. It's so good to be with you this morning and to be sharing as part of your series about being naturally supernatural. I believe this really is the life that Jesus has called us all to live. As Jesus modelled this to his disciples before he sent them out, so now he's commissioned us to go and do likewise. And it's such an exciting adventure to be on together because when we discover this is who we are and who we were always meant to be, we, we step into greater freedom as his sons and daughters. As we live out the gospel um, and bring his kingdom in our everyday, it becomes a natural overflow of his life in us. And it brings the Father such joy. This morning, I want to share lots of stories with you because I believe stories ignite our faith and they remind us that God wants to do the same again. And I'm expectant for him to speak to us this morning. So I've entitled this talk, Being Sent by the Father. And before Jesus went back to heaven, he said to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And then we read how they went out in the power of the Spirit, proclaiming the gospel, healing the sick and demonstrating the kingdom. You know, Jesus came from the Father to reveal the Father. And now we, are, as his children, are sent to represent the Father wherever we go. We're his hands and feet on the earth, his message of love to the people around us. John writes in 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in the world. And every day we meet people who are just a step away from experiencing the Father's love, who he wants us to stop for. And that might be somebody that's sitting next to you in your office at work. It might be somebody you meet at the school gate or in a cafe or someone as you're walking your dog in the park that you get chatting to. And like Jesus, who only did what the Father showed him, he was moved with compassion and he stopped for the one. And I want to start this morning by getting us to look at a few um, examples in the Gospels, very briefly, um, of moments where Jesus we see Jesus stopping for the one. So we read in John 5, where Jesus was on his way to the temple and how he was drawn to the paralyzed man who was lying by the pool at Bethesda. You know, this man who'd been paralyzed for 38 years and had almost given up hope of ever being healed. And Jesus sees him and stops and heals him. Imagine how that man's life would have changed from that moment on. And then in Luke 19, we read how Jesus um, was on his way through Jericho and he saw Zacchaeus up in the tree and he called him down and invited him to eat with him. And Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, was despised by many, but yet he was clearly a person of peace because he was curious about Jesus. And as a result of his encounter with Jesus, he repented and chose to follow him. And then Another story, my favourite story in John 4, where Jesus meets uh, the woman, the Samaritan woman. 
He was on his way through Samaria. He, it was the hottest part of the day. He was weary and he stopped to rest while the disciples were in the town getting lunch. And he asked this woman for a drink. And it's such a beautiful story of unconditional love, of mercy and kindness, a supernatural story that this woman's encounter led to a whole town coming out to meet him. And then in the, with the disciples too, in Acts 3, we see how as they were on their way to the temple, they met the lame man. You know, they must have passed that man many times before because every day he was laid um, by somebody at the temple so that he could beg for money as people passed by. But it was on this day that Peter and John uh, stopped because uh, he drew their attention. And Peter, who knew who he was, knew what he carried, he, he looked at the man and he said, we don't have silver or gold, we don't have money to give you, but what we have, we give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the man was healed. All very familiar stories, I'm sure, to all of us, but wonderful examples of Jesus and the disciples being moved with compassion um, as, as they were just on their way somewhere. And, you know, I think often we've prayed and invited people to come to our church meetings, wanting them to meet and find God there. And wonderfully, many have. But, but what I'm struck by in the Gospels is how Jesus didn't invite people to come to the temple to hear him but he mostly walked amongst people. He went where people were and he proclaimed the gospel to them and he healed the sick and he called people to repentance and to follow him. And now Jesus has sent us to be amongst people, to go and be amongst people outside of the church building, which I think is quite provoking for all of us. You know, Jesus connected with people in their brokenness, even before he addressed their lostness. And, you know, every person is of immense worth and value in God's eyes. And I want to start by sharing a story. It's a very recent story. In fact, it's still unfolding, um, where a couple of friends and I uh, decided about a month ago to very intentionally go into our town uh, once a week on a Thursday morning just to see what God might do and who he might have us meet. And the first time we went out, we met this young man sitting in a doorway who was homeless and he didn't look like he was doing very well. <clears throat> we bought him um, a coffee and a sandwich and then we got to chat to him and, and at the end um, he let us pray for him. And as we prayed for him, he encountered God's presence he described the peace he felt and the warmth he felt. And then a couple of weeks later, when we were back in the town, we um, we met him again and I got there a little bit earlier than my friends did. And as I was talking to him, he was eager to tell me about a dream he'd had just a few days before on Good Friday. And in the dream, he'd seen Jesus on the cross talking to him. It was absolutely extraordinary. And as a result of hearing about his dream, I began to speak to him about knowing Jesus personally and asking him if he'd heard the gospel 
and I got to share the gospel with him. And at the end, I invited him if he wanted to open his heart to receive Jesus. And he said, yes. And so there in the doorway, he opened his heart to receive Jesus. It's a wonderful moment. And as my friends arrived, we all celebrated that with him. And since then, we've been meeting up with him regularly. Uh, he now has a flat and we bought him a Bible and we've been reading the Bible with him. And he still has his struggles like we all do, but God is speaking to him. He often messages me and talks about scriptures that God gives him just at the right moment. And it's just been such a privilege to sit with this young man, to get to know him and to see the gospel transforming his life. And, you know, he probably wouldn't have found his way into church, but because we went, God led us to him. And when Jesus sent out the disciples, he gave them his authority to heal the sick and to do the works of the kingdom. He said, freely you've received, freely give. He didn't give them any formulas or tracks or methods. He simply told them where to go, what not to take and not to be afraid. And he trusted them to do the things that he was doing. And in the same way, God has given us a commission to go and he's given us everything we need for the journey. My friend Phil Wilthew, who's one of the leaders at King's Arms Church, in his book, Multiplying Disciples, says this. They discovered it was one of the most joyful privileges. Not only did they get to bring the kingdom in a way that really helped and loved people, but they also got to be themselves doing it. <clears throat> when the disciples returned to give Jesus the report of what had happened, it says in Luke 10:17 that they were filled with joy. Joy was the natural byproduct of sharing the gospel because there is nothing so beautiful as seeing people meet Jesus for the first time. It's what we were born to do. And I love too what Bob Johnson says in his book, Love Stains. Imagine God using you just the way you are to touch the people in your everyday life. A simple smile, a gentle word of encouragement, a prophetic statement, a gift given at just the right time, courage to hold the heartbroken, ability to love the unlovable, to heal the sick, all because Jesus is in you, just by you being you. <clears throat> Imagine Jesus being in the supermarket, in the hairdressers or at the school gate. Imagine Jesus being in the doctor's waiting room, in the hospital or your office. Do you know that Jesus wants to show his love through you just by you being who you are? And showing love to somebody might be sitting and listening to their story. It might be helping somebody, advocating for somebody, honoring somebody. It might be praying for somebody who's sick. It might be sharing your story of how you came to know Jesus. Or it simply might be paying it forward for somebody <clears throat> and buying them a coffee. You know, you might be listening to this and thinking, well, I'm an introvert. I can't imagine speaking to a stranger about Jesus or praying for them. But you don't need to be an extrovert or a bold evangelist. 
for Jesus to shine through you. He knows you, he's chosen you, and he delights to reveal himself through you. <clears throat> we are each a living message of God's supernatural love, his love that saves, that heals and sets people free. And he's chosen to reveal himself through you and me. But how do we recognise these moments in our day? You know, just like Jesus only did what he saw his father doing, he invites us to lean in and to listen and to follow him. And what I mean by that is recognising those, those little prompts, those little Holy Spirit nudges that he gives us. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit loves to get our attention and in such a variety of ways either through bringing people to us or by drawing our attention to people. But let me unpack that a bit more. You know, you might be out and about and you notice someone, they just get your attention. I remember a time when I was with a friend in Leicester and we were in the town together and we felt drawn to a lady sitting on a bench wearing a bright pink coat. You know, we didn't have a word for her in that moment we just felt drawn to her because of the brightness of her coat. And so we just decided to go over. We just asked her how her day was going. And she told us that she was very tired, that she hadn't been sleeping well. And in fact, she'd been awake since two that morning. And as we felt compassion for her um, and loved and listened to her, she became tearful and overwhelmed that we'd stopped to talk to her. And Sally told us her story that she'd had to give up the job that she, she loved so much because of health issues and um, how she'd been feeling depressed and how even just a few nights before she'd called out to God and said, God, are you there? And if you're there, would you give me a sign? And then Sally looked at us both and she said, maybe you're that sign and we knew we were. And as we talked to Sally about Jesus, about his love for her and his purpose for her life, she suddenly remembered that she'd done an Alpha course 20 years before and that she'd prayed and asked Jesus into her life. But then life had taken over and it had become a distant memory. And now, we had the privilege of inviting this lady to recommit her life to Jesus. And there on the street, we led her in a prayer. <clears throat> and at the end, she said to us, when I go home, I'm gonna give all my burdens to God. It was a wonderful moment of the father um, bringing his prodigal daughter home. And as we hugged and exchanged numbers, um, she went on her way looking very much lighter. And we wanted to sing and dance in the street at the goodness and kindness of God to lead us to somebody who was wearing a bright pink coat. So God can get our attention in such a variety of ways. You know, another way might be that you see somebody with a bandage or a cast um, on them and you feel compassion for them. And just like Jesus, who stopped for those in need, you know, he might be wanting you to go over and to offer to pray for them. You know, sometimes you just have a sense, you don't know why, but Jesus 
he's given us, we have five senses, don't we? And um, he wants to uh, speak to us through all of them. I remember one time I was just going through the park with a friend and we were chatting. And as I passed a lady, I just had a sense of sadness about her. And we carried on walking, but I had this tussle. And as I went back and introduced myself and asked if she was okay, we discovered that she was in great grief and we got to sit with her and we got to pray with her. You know, we often have to step through the awkward moments to see the awesomeness of what God wants to do. Another way is you might notice um, that you keep bumping into the same person within a short space of time. It could be a coincidence, but take note because it could be the Father bringing them to you because he wants to bless them. And another way is the Holy Spirit might drop a word into your mind or a picture or maybe just a random pain in your body as you go past somebody. A friend of mine told me a story of how he was outside Starbucks waiting for a friend and as a lady walked past pushing a pram, he just suddenly had the word indigestion come into his mind and he knew he wasn't thinking about that at the time and he recognised it was God getting his attention. And so when he went into Starbucks, this lady happened to sit behind him and um, he was wondering how he was going to speak to her um, and what if his word was wrong. But like he says, you never know unless you take a risk. So he very courageously turned round to this lady. He said, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm a Christian and sometimes God speaks to me. And when I saw you, I felt God say, maybe you had a problem with digestion. Is that right? And immediately this lady said, oh, it's not me, it's my baby. Um, and explained that her baby had digestive problems and he was able to pray for her baby. You know, there are, these are just some of the ways that God might draw your attention to someone. But what about when God brings someone to us? Well, I've noticed one of the main ways is that somebody would just start speaking to me out of the blue and telling me something that's wrong with them or a problem that they're having. And I recognise that that is the Holy Spirit inviting me to bring his kingdom. So one time I was waiting in a shop to try clothes on. I was standing by the changing rooms and the lady who worked there just all of a sudden said to me, um, I, I fell down the stairs last night. I shouldn't have come into work today. I'm in so much pain. And I said to her, I'm a Christian and I believe Jesus loves to heal. Um, could, could I pray for your back? And this lady said to me, wow, that's generous. And I remember thinking in that moment, yes, God is generous and he wants to generously show you his love. And as I asked permission to just lay my hands on her back, I prayed a short prayer, declaring God's love for her and commanding all the pain to go. And almost immediately she said, oh, it's a lot less stiff. And she started wiggling her back around. And I said, could I pray? Could I pray some more? And I prayed a second time. And while I was praying, she just stared at me with disbelief. And she said, all the stiffness is gone. How did you do that? And I said, well, I didn't. It was Jesus. He loves you so much. Do you know him? 
And she started to say how she remembered learning about God at school. And then the changing room door opened and a customer came out and our conversation had to come to a close because she had to serve the customer. But I know that that day his kingdom drew near and that lady encountered the God who knew that she was in pain. And, you know, learning to recognise the Holy Spirit in our everyday life like this is a journey of relationship. Jesus said to us to keep being filled with the Spirit. And the more time we spend getting to know the Holy Spirit and spending time in his word and in his presence, the more we will recognise these moments in our day. We'll begin to recognise when he's getting our attention. It's the Holy Spirit who sets up these situations and it's he who opens people's hearts. We just have to say yes and follow follow him into them. And the outcome is always up to him, so the pressure is off. As we learn to recognise these moments in our day and we step out in obedience, we will see God's kingdom come. You'll see his kingdom come as he brings peace to people, as he brings his comfort, all of the things that we read about in Isaiah 61. You know, the anointing, the same anointing that was on Jesus is on you. And as you live with an expectancy to bring his kingdom, you will see signs of his kingdom, his, pre, his, his peace, his presence, justice, um, hope, uh, healing and salvation. And our yes may seem a small response in the moment, but it's often part of something much bigger that God is doing. And just to say, there've been many times that I have um, recognised the Holy Spirit prompting me and I've not been obedient. You know, I've been tired, I've been in a hurry, I've been distracted um, or simply bottled it because of fear. I'm sure you can relate. You know, it takes, obedience takes courage to say yes, but it's such a fun adventure joining in with what the Father is already doing. And I think all of us want to be more courageous in speaking to people about Jesus and praying for the sick. Now, I remember there was a time when um, I would never have imagined praying for somebody in a public place for someone I didn't know. And even if I'd had the courage, I don't think I would have expected much to happen. For me, praying for others happened in safe places like in church meetings, midweek groups or at home. But so much has changed. And I still remember the joy and surprise I felt when somebody was healed on the street as I prayed for them. And seeing someone's tears as they felt God's love for them. And now when I sense the Holy Spirit leading me to someone, I'm always expectant of something wonderful to happen. And the more we experience the Father's love, the bolder and braver we become. Because we know he's so good, simply because we know how good he is. He's so eager to show people his love. You know, we can't do any of this ourselves. Jesus said in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. But in that same verse, he spoke about us being very fruitful. He has good works planned for you to do. 
And, you know, we can't heal anyone, we can't save anyone, but Jesus in us can. And, you know, when we look for opportunities to re represent Jesus, the Holy Spirit always draws close. So every day, as we're on our way somewhere, as we're passing through somewhere, you know, whether that's to work, to the shops, to an appointment, just out walking the dog. Every day as we connect with people, there are opportunities to share his love and to bring his kingdom. And your every day may be in your workplace as you bring kingdom culture in the way you lead or work alongside others. As you represent Jesus, be expectant of conversations the Holy Spirit might lead you into. You may be in a season of being a mom or a dad and your every day is amongst young families. Or for some, it may be amongst your neighbours or your family or your friends. Wherever your every day is, be ready to, pro to proclaim the gospel and to demonstrate the kingdom. So as I close, I want to leave you with two challenges. Uh, as you go out this week, the first one is ask the Father who he wants you to show his love to and then notice who the Holy Spirit leads you to and remember some of the ways that I spoke about how you might, you might show his love. You know, what does love look like for the person he leads you to? And the second challenge, which will require a bit more courage, uh, is when you feel the Holy Spirit drawing your attention to somebody that you notice is limping, has a bandage or a cast on, or is walking with a stick. You know, ask them what's happened, listen to their story, and then ask them, has anybody ever offered to pray for you before? And ask them if you can pray for them and then see what the Father will do. So I'd like to finish now by praying for you. So maybe hold out your hands or close your eyes or however you feel comfortable receiving from God. And if there's anyone watching this today who doesn't know Jesus, I want to encourage you and tell you that Jesus loves you and he desires relationship with you. And why don't you ask him to make himself known to you? And there's people here at King's Church who would love to connect with you and help you on that journey of coming to know Jesus. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for everyone who's watching. Thank you that you've called us to be your sons and daughters and that we can call you Father. Would you come with your presence right now and just rest on us? Father, give us courage. Give us courage to go to say yes to you. Help us to keep it simple and help us to recognise these moments in our day. Help us to, to recognise your presence and to be moved with your compassion. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. I just pray more of your spirit. Come Holy Spirit and rest on us. I pray that this town of High Wycombe will be so impacted by people going out with an expectancy to bring your kingdom in their everyday lives. And I ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. <laughs>